BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. Ask me. Ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram You guys, with me today, we don't, you know, this podcast is not just about comedians and other funny people. I like to seek out interesting people, people that are impactful on our society. Has anyone ever called you the Audrey Hepburn of the dating app world? No, but I grew up obsessed with Audrey Hepburn when I was a little girl, so Uh I'll take it. Because that voice you're hearing right now is Alex Williamson. (laughs) She is the chief brand officer at Bumble, so she's... Of course, Whitney Wolf Hurd is the creator of Bumble, and you guys are BFF. Yes. And she hired you, but you are sort of the muscle and brains behind the operation. Well, I think <laughs> that the entire—listen, uh, our, our original team that launched it, there were four of us. Um, I was the oldest at 27, and we just set out to change the way that dating was for women. Because? Because women are told—I mean, it, throughout— centuries. Women have been told to give their power over to men. You can't make the first move. You can't text message first. You can't ask a guy out. And we're talking heteronormative relationships here. Women are perceived as crazy or desperate or there's something wrong with them if they go after what they want in life. And we wanted to change it. And so that was Whitney's original concept and idea was to fix what she thought was broken in society. And it was it was just that, that women feel disempowered in their relationships but can go after what they want in the rest of their lives. Well, because here you are, you know, and by the way, all the concepts you're talking about, I touch on in my book, Girl Logic. So if you guys <laughs> want some reading. Um all the things I need you're reading for the plane ride, so I'll, I'll check it out. We'll get you a copy. Okay. <laughs> uh, all the things you're talking about, you know, I remember when I I don't I'd only done online dating once, but even in dating, just in person, you know, there is that mm-hmm. just wait for him to call, wait by the phone, and then generations later, what I said, that jump too. in. I remember back when I was in college too. Whitney and I, so our, our founder and CEO and I went to school together at SMU. At, at, SMU in Dallas. Which is in North Dallas, which is where I'm from. Yeah. Yes. And it's a very Southern mindset. And I remember Whitney was always somebody who wanted to 
go after what she wanted in dating. And I'd be like, you can't do that. It's right. just not part of it. It's not part of the way that things go. It's you're going to get a bad reputation or whatever. So I was totally guilty of being one of the women that perpetuated the problem. Well, I don't think you're it's guilty of it. It's not even a problem. It. It's just, it's it's what society has ingrained yes. in all of us that is the way that it can We're be. We're all and, brainwashed to an extent. Yes. Even in the way the things that we want to change, I sometimes have to take a step back and I'm like, oh, but why did I say that about that girl? Like, yes. what, you know, it's these natural things. It's all of these things. I think women are pitted against each other from like, we, we always have been. And it's, you know, we're pitted against each other because we we are trying to get the man or we're trying yes. to prevent somebody else from getting the man or we're trying to get the job because so few women are able to get the job. And we immediately see another woman as competition instead of a, a support or a friend. Um, and that's one of the things that we've we've tried to change with BFF as well, because I think so, so many women have been burned by women. Uh, so many women have been burned by women. And I think so many women, I'm writing some jokes about this now, you know, they tell like feminism and it's like until a girl disagrees and then they hate you. <laughs> and I think a lot of women need to employ feminism in just understanding like that girl's, I always say one woman's affirmation of one thing is not the negation of your existence. It's so, true. And it's, it's or like, every, yeah. It's, it's like hard one, to walk the walk. It is hard to walk the walk. So, and I think it it's something that, you know, so much of it just comes down to, I, I think that we put so much pressure on ourselves, but if you really just treat people with kindness, like you're going to do it anyway. And also realizing, you know, I always think it comes down to a race for fertilization of eggs. If your eggs, you know, were fertile until you were like 80, it would be less of a desperate thing. Mm-hmm. But we also as women have this thing where it's like, well, she stole my boyfriend. Unstealable. He went to her willingly. They're you don't want to be with the guy. Exactly. But it is anyway. that like, I've got to like 35 to make this happen. And the scarcity of resources. Freeze your eggs. Okay, I, I disagree with that, but because that's it's expensive. <laughs> it is it's very not expensive. It's very expensive. It is, but um, it. I mean, but definitely. we see other women as the reason we're not getting X, Y, and Z. And my whole thing is like, come to that table, be undeniable, and don't be replaceable. And then you don't have to be afraid of anyone. And also, I think that the more that we help each other gain success, the more room there is for success for all women. Uh, That's very fair. The more we create, the more Mm -hmm. there is. And Bumble definitely walks that walk, talks that talk. Uh, You mentioned Bumble because we all know the dating app Bumble. And the whole uh, impetus for it was that you wanted women to feel empowered. So Bumble's, uh, I guess they're where they come from is women get to make the first move. Yes. And dating apps had never done that before. No, and women were harassed online. Um, so oftentimes the, it's it's the fear of rejection or perceived rejection that causes, uh, that historically it caused men to uh, be very aggressive towards women. Not and, historically and only, bully. presently. Like presently still, yeah. And yeah. so we put women in control and saw the harassment drop That's great. on our platform because when it's like that need to peacock constantly as a man to get the attention, to get the attention and knowing that you're up against however many other men trying to get attention on an app. And then once you flip the script and give women the opportunity to say hello, it's like the man can like exhale. Plus she wants to say hello. Yes. So let her it do it. It creates intention. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, and I've never gotten to use it, but I do love it. It's a very feminist. It's a very empowering thing. It gives guys a break too. It's actually wonderful for not guys. All, yeah, yeah, not all guys. We have w- such positive feedback from and men. And men are nervous mm-hmm. too. They're people too. But imagine, like, there are so many men who it is out of character or uncomfortable for them to approach women at totally. a restaurant or at a bar. Think about, like, the the how much pressure it is on a man to walk up to a group, like, of women out on a girls' night a out. herd. And say hi to one. Yeah. It's, like, this crazy amount of pressure on a man too. And I think that so many men are shy or maybe, like, don't know what to say. So then it flops and then it creates this lack of confidence. And we were just trying to, to flip it in a way that actually creates, like, empowers both sides. Think of all the hot, sh- like, quiet, silent type dudes you know. Those are the ones Missing out for. on yeah. them. Yeah. 
Missing all those hot, quiet mutes. Look for them in the corner. (laughs) So we've got, yeah, look for them in the corner. Uh, and not too much in the corner because then it's like, what are you then, doing in the corner? Then they're in the dark. Creepo. If they're yeah. in the dark corner, then it's creepy. If he's in your closet, <laughs> do not go to that man. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Here's a fun exercise. What would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? I bet you nobody would say, um, I'd spend it thinking about things I can't change. I'd spend it having crippling anxiety. No, you'd say like, I'd go for a run or I'd spend time with my hobby or I'd pet my dog's tongue. A lot of us spend our times wishing we had more time. And the question is, what do you want to make more time for? I bet the answer for a lot of people is your friends, your family, relaxing. Well, therapy can help you clear some space mentally so you can find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. Think about therapy like housekeeping for your brain. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You go to betterhelp.com. And you fill out a brief questionnaire and you can get matched with a licensed therapist. No more driving across town. No more stressing out. BetterHelp makes it easy for you to get the therapy that you would like. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. There are a lot of people who speak Spanish in my life and they're teaching my daughter Spanish. And quite frankly, I want to keep up. Yes, I took Spanish in school, but I want my Spanish to get better. I don't want it to just be bueno. I want it to be muy bueno. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. Choose from one of 25 languages like Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. So you sound like a local, not an Android. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and can be used on desktop or as an app with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. There was definitely a time where my closet was crammed to the gills with every skort, gaucho pant, crop top I'd worn for the last 20 years. And there comes a time in every adult woman's life where you realize you want less clothing at higher quality. And a great way to do that without breaking the bank is upgrading to high quality affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of simplistic pared down items, but I like to keep it stocked with key luxury essentials that I know I'll wear time and time again, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. I'm a big fan of their washable stretch silk palazzo pants. I don't have time to be caring for silk like I do my children, so it's nice that I can just wash it, and it's a versatile pair of pants that I can wear out for an evening or just out with friends. The best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Eliza. So we've got questions. People have questions. They've got questions about the app, questions about life. Uh, we're going to kick it off with one. This is one that a lot of people wrote in. Meggie Moon says, love this podcast, Eliza. Thank you. <laughs> For Alex, as someone with an extensive knowledge of dating apps, what would you suggest to make your online profile stand out? What are some things to avoid? 
thanks. So Maggie Moon, that's a lot of people wrote that in. So that she speaks for the group. Maggie Moon, there are so many things that you can do to make your profile stand out. Um, the first, I, I recommend an unfiltered approach. I think that we are so used to being on social media and using you know, women use and men use Facetune and and try to change they are and try to create this perfect image. But really, you fall in love with people's imperfections. Truly, I mean, that's like the quirks and all the things that make somebody who they are is actually way more appealing. And those are the things that make somebody endearing. So I recommend putting up. I I think candid's are a lot better than post photos. I think that the the what I would never recommend is like six photos of you posed looking the same, just like a different outfit. You hear that, girls? Make it unique. Make it you. Show yourself in places that uh, show off your personality, show off your interests, because you're looking for someone who shares your same interests and wants to do the things that you want to do. So if you like to rock climb, put that in there because you want somebody to go rock climbing with, and that's on dating and on BFF. Find those opportunities to showcase who you are. If you're funny, have a witty bio. Ask mm-hmm. a funny question. Get the conversation going there. And men, that's a hack. That's actually one of my favorite hacks for men to do in their bio is ask a question because it, it immediately the the girl on the other side has an opportunity to match with you and then answer that question and it starts a conversation. Yeah. Um, I think that use all of the badges that shows off your intentions. If you aren't looking for marriage, that is okay. That is totally fine. Use like the badges to show what you are looking for. If you like to work out, you know, you can find people who are interested in the same things as you. You can filter by astrology, actually. Um, um, all right. And well. then, <laughs> I don't know, okay. depending on if you if you believe in it, it's actually a very popular filter. I believe that it is um, with women. Because people are like, I don't want to date a Taurus. Totally. You know, rules um, to live by. Hard rules, science. Hard science. The hard science to live by. Um, and then I would also recommend using, like, we have questions that build out your profile and use those to show off who you are and your personality. I would in, I would use the Spotify in, integration as well if you use Spotify and showcase artists that you listen to because I think that's another way to connect with people is through music. And then uh, your Instagram integration. Note on that, it is not going to show your username, and it's not going to link back to your Instagram. It just pulls photos. So you're not going to have somebody finding you on Instagram. Like creeping on you. Yeah. So I think what you're really talking about here is show, like, don't be afraid to just show you. I think a lot of girls, when you think about dating, it's like, well, look, it's so competitive. I want to look pretty. I want the guy to think I'm pretty. You don't want the guy who just wants, like, the hot, blonde, thin girl because there's a billion of those, and you probably don't want that guy. You want a guy that's right for you. So... I think sometimes as as people that are dating, people miss the idea that's like we're supposed to be finding someone that is going to be our best friend, not someone that just thinks we're hot that's going to have sex uh, with us and never call us again. You want somebody who's your best friend. You want somebody who that's you feel like for. you can be yourself around. And it's scary. And I think people get nervous. It's like, well, look, I really love collecting dolls, and I don't want to put that out there because <laughs> it's creepy. It's like, yeah, but someone's going to like that. Someone will. You and don't the, want someone that doesn't like but that. But the best thing about being yourself from the get-go is that it weeds out the people who don't like you. And so you don't have, like, you never have that worry of like oh my god am I gonna like you know that people talk about like when can I start being weird like just be yourself from the beginning I think it's also you know people like to cast a wide net so you can whittle it down it's like think about it though yes you might get a bunch of hot guys that are like empty in the head you're wasting so much makeup going out with these. No, everybody's gone out with that guy. Let you're your like, skin breathe. Yeah, he's so hot, but he's wrong. Yeah. You're like, but I'll just, what if I am the girl in the back of the motorcycle? You're not. You're the girl that collects dolls, and you love your terrarium, and you watch Friends 
on repeat. So you be that girl. We all watch Friends on repeat. Or Frasier. Yeah. <laughs> or Frasier, and my husband watches it with me. So. It is. But to see, you found somebody because you were you were who you are. He tolerates it. Yeah. He, well, he tolerates it. That, yeah. That's, but what, that's you want. what you want. <laughs> that's what you want. It's someone that will tolerate, tolerate your weirdness because they want to have sex with you and think you're so great. And they'd be with you. I actually think that when you are weird, like when you are yourself, it, it gives other people permission to be that too. And totally. so I, I just think that the more you can put yourself out there, the more other people feel that way. And, and if it's not love, it's an interesting conversation and you gain a new friend. So I think that we put so much pressure on on dating in general. It's like we have to find the one. It's exactly what you were saying. It's like yeah. that that clock ticking. Like you have to find that person when really all uh, the whole journey is, is really, I, I think it's more about learning about yourself along the way and meeting new people. I mean, it's so obviously, I think some people are listening and they're like, whatever, because it is easier said than done. And when you are in the throes of dating, like I remember when I was doing, you're going, going out with like so many guys mm-hmm. just trying to, you know, you're like, it's almost like you're digging through a pile of sweaters. You're like, where's that one perfect sweater? It's also exhausting. It's exhausting yeah, and manic. And uh, it's tough though. It's tough to hear that when you are in the mm-hmm. trenches, but take it, take it from an elder. And I don't know how old you are. You might be 10. Because your skin is so flawless. But from someone who's in the industry and someone like me, it does take, it is worth it to take a beat and just be like, and by the way, let's eradicate the word picky from the way we describe women. She's not picky. She knows what she likes. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. I agree with that. that also, take me. it from a divorcee. Don't, like, find the right person for you. There's no rush. Let me ask you a question. Answer. Um, she's like, I've got it. I'm ready. I'm so poised. <laughs> I'm like, so what? thin. Get ready. Um... <laughs> Do people ever? I don't know how, what kind of trolls you get because, like, they they come in all shapes and colors and sizes. Do Are people y'all coming my way soon? I mean, all trolls. No, I tend to have pretty. They'll find you, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it won't be because of me. Oh, I know they find me. Yeah. The, do people, people ever hold like, it against you that you're divorced? Like, how how can you represent a dating app, or am I just making up something horrible right now? Well, this is the first time you're, you're actually <laughs> my comic, first troll. I have to find the yeah, oh, no! you're my first troll um, on this topic. Ugh. I've had trolls for sure because when you are putting something out there that is trying to end misogyny or change the gender dynamics, of course there is backlash. What men that. don't like that? No, it's, it's amazing to see that. Men <laughs> I feel so bad like now. Them. I <laughs> I honestly thought people would say that just because people always find a reason to be anti. I actually think that getting uh, so one of the things that I, I am so excited about with Bumble is that we're challenging the status quo mm-hmm. and I think that part of that is destigmatizing divorce I think that that somebody walking away from a marriage that is not suitable and is not working for them if it's a marriage or a relationship actually takes a lot of courage and I think that most of the time when people say I just got divorced because I went through this everybody says oh I'm so sorry and you're like actually no this is feeling a- great feeling good I learned a lot about myself I learned yeah. a lot about relationships I feel like I can be a better partner and lover and friend and everything now because I've gone through this experience. And I think that uh, those are the things that actually, as hard as they are, shape you and and make you— I would argue, I mean, one of my favorite relationship experts is Tracy McMillan, and she's been divorced three times. And it's like you—they're the people who are willing to go there and learn the lessons and learn what what doesn't work. It's definitely something that is much more ubiquitous now than it was several years ago. And, you know, my my, parents—all my parents are divorced. And— my mom was, you know, as a strong single mom, she got married again, kind of got it right. My dad's on his third marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's also this tool that we use to shame women, but it's okay for men. Like, oh, he's a divorced dad, but a divorced mom. It's like, oh, and it's like, well, what courage and how important that is that they, you know yourself better and you get it right the second time. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. But that is life. 
You know, That's going nice. through the, I mean, Ariana Grande has that stupid song, Thank You, Next, which I think she's a little flippant about it, but okay. But, you know, aside from a stalker or someone that was abusive, like, we all have people that we dated. And if you it's look back, work. like, they gave you these gifts. You yeah. learned X, Y, and Z. And that makes you the person you are now. But I totally agree about the divorce thing. And I do think it's something that we use to shame women, but it's okay for men. And there's a lot of things that we use to shame women. That most are okay things. For men. Mm-hmm. Most things. Like wrinkles, wisdom. It's great. Your gray hair, wise hair. On Veep, they called her stretch marks her wisdom stripes. I was, like, dying laughing. I was like, I'm so wise. Uh, There's a lot of that. But, yeah, the divorce thing. It's also very normal, the divorce where it's, like, 50% in our country. I think it's 60. So many women Mm -hmm. that are around my age are on their second marriage. Because a lot of people, they got married in their 20s, and you thought you knew something, and you didn't. And now you're taking it again, and that's just—it's just normal. I'll tell you what's interesting, because Bumble— I've been there since the beginning, and when we first launched, keep in mind, like, I was somebody who was telling Whitney when we were in college, I was like, no, you can't make the first move. People are going to think you're crazy. Like, you can't do that. It's going to affect your reputation, whatever. And when we started this, I was like, I have to live my life according to what we're saying, or it's all bullshit, right? And so that has been the biggest, like, challenge, the most welcome challenge for me is is actually living, like, walking this walk of empowerment and living in the world that we wanted to create. Like, just, like, living as if it already existed. Holding yourself to your own standards that you created for everyone else. Yes, exactly. I think that's the key to being a good feminist. Yes, it's it's actually living it out, and it's not easy every day. It actually can be really challenging. I mean, that's—you're talking about moving away from— things that don't work. And what I learned when I got divorced, because I'd seen Bumble and I'd seen the opportunities. I'm like, Bumble's, you know, Bumble BFF is great for people who are moving to new cities and and need to find friends. It's actually a really convenient way to Will meet people. Will you talk people. to me about that? Because yeah, but, I think some people... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, what, what I was going to say is when you go through a divorce, essentially you lose half your friends, you lose half your network. Some of the times, all of it. You have to mm-hmm. rebuild. And it was, it gave me a different perspective on what we had already created because it's such, it is the best platform for rebuilding your life. Interesting. So tell, talk to me about that because I'm doing a project right now that uh, I'm not going to go into, into it, but it's about the concept of after divorce, losing the friends for various reasons. Everyone, mm-hmm. you know, men and women both lose them. And how it is scary as a girl trying to make friends, especially as we get older. When you're in this hive mind, which is so cute that it's Bumble, like in your <laughs> 20s, you know, you're like, we're in college, we just got out of high school and we're all best. It's like a friend factor And in as college. you get older, yeah. yeah. Or if you're someone in. like me that doesn't have a day job, so I'm not like going out mm-hmm. for drinks with the girls. And it is tough because it is like dating. I'm like, hey, Alex, did you want to get a drink? You're like, sorry, I'm busy. You're like, yeah, cool. Me yeah. too. It's, it's yeah. nerve-wracking. So talk to me about Bumble BFF. Well, I also think that when we're reaching out to friends, like we are busy. And I, I, I it, it is like dating and the fact that you don't want to come on too strong. But I yeah. almost think that in order to make a new friend, like you have to come on kind of strong because other people just want to feel like worst case scenario, they can't meet you. You've made somebody's day. Is and, that the worst? I feel like there's worse. Well, there's worst case scenarios. You could end up being friends with somebody who's not a feminist and ends up cutting you down, for example. I mean, or, there's like... They what don't, is, they like go and they talk about you and they like uninvite you Yeah, the you backstabbing. Don't, ba- yeah, I, that actually is something like that girl on girl backstabbing, I think yeah. that we all fall into and every single person that's guilty of it. I mean, if, even if you, if you can say like, I've never talked, like I've never shit talked somebody, you've sat in a conversation and not defended someone, you know, you I mean, stood idly by and you were complicit. Yes. So that, and that is the worst. There's nothing more like that, that feeling of betrayal is, is horrific. And I think that what we're trying to change is toxic relationships 
relationships. And um, and that shows up in so many places. I mean, you can be in a toxic workplace and be miserable, and then it bleeds over into every aspect of your life. One of the questions we get a lot on here is just about, like, cutting out friends. And that's not about your app or anything, but just cutting out friends. A lot of the questions mm-hmm. are like, I've got this girlfriend, and she's annoying. I'm always like, move on. I there think there's some people. of the biggest heartbreaks that you can have is a friendship breakup. Oh, every girl remembers the girl that broke her heart. Yeah. Oh, because it 100%. runs so deep. It runs so deep. Yeah. Because it's friendships and dating. We put up masks and friendships. We're more likely to let our guard down and be ourselves. And yeah. and that's one of the harder things is, is feeling like somebody's cut cut you down. Or knew what I you. went through. Oh, yeah. Or knows how hard it is for me and you're still being a giant bee about it. It's 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 a particular kind of scathing when a woman is mean to you. And I think that's what we have. Like, that's like one of the top things that we need to change if we're uh, moving into this feminist mindset. It's you— have got to like we've got to stop there's a nicer way to end a friendship with somebody if they don't bring good to your life than than cutting them down and and oh yeah i mean there's just so many it just is all goes back to being nice to people it's not that hard showing (laughs) a modicum of decency yeah just now i feel so bad about the divorce question i honestly thought i was going to be saying something that trolls have been saying to you forever (laughs) and you'd be like i got an answer for that and you're like no one's ever said that i'm like she's gonna think i'm the worst person no i have a tougher skin than that i promise oh my god and i don't think so i think that it's it's all these are all the con- the misconceptions that we have around for sure dating and i'm i'm more than happy to talk about you guys can't see alex but she's like a porcelain doll and she's like she's wearing a jumpsuit that like you couldn't wear because you would look like a trash collector <laughs> but she's like so thin and she's like one of those like pretty tiny creatures that like has like razor sharp teeth you just don't know because she's so pretty that's what you are <laughs> You're like, you're, there was an episode of Frasier where Kristen Chenoweth wanted to be his agent. And he like, because she was like like this hot little tiny thing. And she was like, I've got something to say. That's you. <laughs> My God. Like, it's Kristen deceiving. Kristen Chenoweth. I'll take it. I love her. Tiny. And he was just like, I'm writing you. And then she followed him into the men's room to give him the pitch. She's like, listen up. The sharp teeth is hilarious because when I was younger, my, I remember my mom taking me to the dentist with a photo Oh my God, they were metaphorical. I don't think you have sharp teeth. <laughs> and saying, shave her teeth down because I had vampire teeth. So the, the like fair skin, all when the twilight phase God. was around, I definitely had that vampire look. Okay, I wasn't <laughs> looking at your real t- Oh, this is, this is going south. All right, question. Uh, next question for you. Me and— Am I one of the first people to make a comedian feel bad? <laughs> no, no. I would be the first person to make me feel bad moments after I wake up. You me- just complimented me. I'm not— you know. <laughs> it was Pristine. Nice. Google you. her, and she's, like, in, like, these designer shoes, and she's so, like, perfect. And she's just like, I've got very thick skin. By the way, I'm not—I'm very far from perfect. I am a divorcee <laughs> with anxiety. Now, let's not stigmatize so. it. Let's I not- know. We're not stigmatizing. No, I'm you're- just saying there's—I've I've definitely lived— I mean, I feel like every day we all have failures that we do. We go through massive I, ones. Yeah, huge. Fall on your face all the time. Tucked in my shirt today, and I was like, "I'm gonna have like a cute, sporty look." And then you walked in. I was like, <laughs> "I failed. Who cares that I tucked in my shirt? Nobody. She's not gonna be impressed by my tucked in uh, shirt." One, well, I actually was gonna talk about this later in the podcast, but I, I put now. on a, a dress this morning and walked out the door and realized the entire thing was see through, all all the way, which would have been a bold first impression to make. I've uh, been like, she you. is really comfortable with her body. Yeah. <laughs> It's very trendy. It's very actually. LA. See through dresses, very trendy. I but love that. Not was it tight? In a business perspective. No, loose, <laughs> flowy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tight would have been really a really strong move. Well, because I'm all I for first see. moves, but that one would have been tight. For I can understand because like, the light goes through, but a big dress. <laughs> it was like a, a big, summer dress? It was a summer dress and it was it was see through. 
Yep. Did so that you was, notice it or did a friend notice? I noticed. I saw in the mirror and I mean, you could, it was, it was there. Okay. You know? I wouldn't throw it away though. <laughs> Keep that for that second date. Like you want to see something? Keep it for the second date. Keep it for dinner at home. Actually, <laughs> see, I'm like, how can we be out naked in public but secretly? And I love like, that. Oh. I'm, I'm all for, for that. Actually, <laughs> free the nipple. I mean, in an empowered way. And it, however, makes yeah. you happy about it. In Austin, it's very people are very low key about that. Actually, where That's, I'm, where our headquarters are, because you know, protesting. I am a Texan and I love Texas, whatever. But and Austin's like super liberal, but it's still Texas. Mm-hmm. My best friend lives there. She and her wife, and they, you know, are trying to adopt forever, and it's really hard. Two college educated gay women, it's still a nightmare. Trying to adopt. Uh Uh-huh. Because they're, like, gay. I actually looked into adoption, too. I was looking at the laws around it, and it's hard to adopt as a single woman. Yes. I have another friend going through that. I don't know if it's just Texas as much as it is adoption. In general. In general. is is challenging, and that needs to be fixed, too. Yeah. I have a friend who— In my next life. (laughs) You do now. Has an, uh, an apartment, and she wants a baby more than anything. This is an educated woman with a job who wants a child. There are so many kids that nobody wants out there. And they're like, well, you live in an apartment. I'm like, how many kids live in apartments all everywhere? Everywhere. We, why, why are we being so picky? Anywho, me no, and Bobby McGee. Yeah, no, no. I, I absolutely, I love that you just said me and Bobby McGee, but um, I agree with you on that and on adoption. I think that, you know, as I was saying earlier, freeze your eggs are there are so many expensive alternatives. Adoption's also a very expensive alternative very to expensive. having kids, but I think that. Let me pitch you something. Go for it. Kidnap a baby. <laughs> you agreed because you laughed. No, let me pitch you something else. Bumble baby. It's adoption. People swap out their babies. It's actually not a bad idea. There you go. Bumble bumble baby. All right. We have a lot of bumble babies, actually. Babies that have oh, been Bumblebees. Yeah. Babies that have are are created because of Bumble, which is a trip that to me is It's been around that long. It's been around that long. Yeah. And that we're that it is helping facilitate life in the world is Well, you cool. know what? Then I'm gonna switch my question because this feeds <laughs> into this one. Did we ever talk about BFF? We can get—we can, okay. but this feed, like, as a host, I'm, like, so impressed with how I'm going to string this together. Hannah Rico says, my husband and I met on Bumble. So we often get asked by our single friends how to choose matches, start conversation with matches, or even what to include in a profile. You kind of already answered these questions, I suppose. But I'm sure people—there is that thing. I met my husband on a dating app. And when I say the dating app, which I shan't do since it's a competing dating app— uh, people get angry. They're like, yeah, I was on that and I didn't meet anyone. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oops, <laughs> I, I did, yeah. You know, you're right. Like, yeah. uh, people, they get very defensive about it. I also think that there is, like, I remember when Bumble, when we launched and I, I was on the app all the time and I would see in bios back then, we can tell people we met through friends or we can tell people we met at a bar and it was this feeling of, of being embarrassed to say that you were on a dating app. And so mm-hmm. that was one of the very first things that we had to combat. Like when when we launched, uh, dating apps did not have a good reputation and nobody wanted to be associated with them. And we were like, we have to ma- – like n- we're changing dating apps for women because they were – I mean the harassment and abuse rates were – Outrageous, and that was the experience that women had had. And so we were trying to change that. Not only, not only do that, and say like, "Hey, you're going to want to be on this app. We promise it's cool. Like you're going to want to be involved in it." And then you're also going to have to make the first move for the first time. Right. And we're about to. I mean, we're getting very close to a billion times that women have made the first move on Bumble in four and a half years. Because Subtle Sydney says, and this, I just I like that name, Subtle Sydney. Yeah. How can you correct people's negative perceptions about Bumble and dating apps in general through branding? So I wanted to stick that in to say I got to your question, but you did just answer it. Yeah, that's the—I mean, that's the answer. So in the beginning, you know, we— 
created the, the whole idea and, and what we were launching around was was creating a space for our friends to be able to date, right? Like you, like I wanted to, to have a, a space where I could date, but also like it just is hard. And so we were that, that we were talking to women. And I think we were one of the first tech companies to actually come out with a voice that was directed at women yeah. by a woman. Definitely. And, and I think that that helped us really change the narrative around it. And um, and it's so much more than just and, – and, and instead of talking about, like, here's success, here's marriage, here are, like, the examples of what you can find on this platform, we were like, dating is hard mm-hmm. and it sucks. And when you're a woman, you're shamed for sleeping around. And Everything. so we were talking about, you know, the stride of pride instead of the walk of shame or, you know, saying – like, posting things. We also were one of the first brands to do a meme account. Uh, This was back, you know, a while ago before anybody was doing that and saying things like it's not a walk of shame if you're stopping for brunch along the way and really trying to change the perception. And I think that was almost the opposite of what anybody would have done at that point around dating apps. And because you were seeing things like, you know, by Philippe where you're seeing these just the way that women are treated. And we were just like that cycle was just being perpetuated and we Mm -hmm. wanted to stop it. Um, Definitely an upset. Yeah, and and then I'll tell you one of the most like surreal moments is when people would be in Bumble merch, like wearing it proudly, and other people would try to buy it off of them. And wow. we were like, we're on to something that people, it's no longer something that people are embarrassed to use. Our goal was for it not to be the app that you use at 11 p.m., but at the 11 a.m. app. Yeah, when you're getting that morning. <laughs> so when you're on the toilet in the morning, let's scroll through it. Safe to say everybody loves bread, but everybody doesn't eat bread as often as they would like to because of bread guilt, right? Health concerns, carb fear mongering. I mean, if we could, we would eat toast sandwiches made of toast, nice layer of sandwich bread on the top, toast in the middle, wash it down with a nice glass of bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. You should feel good when you eat bread. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and it's high in fiber, which is what you want. Hero Bread is delicious and flavorful, and it's soft and it's fluffy, so it puts you right back there, you know, years ago, eating your favorite sandwich before we were afraid of wheat. And they have something for everyone. They have sliced bread loaves, they have buns, they have tortillas. Don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code ELIZA at checkout. That's ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Hurry and get 10% off your order when you use ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. It's hard to take care of your hair when there's, quite frankly, too many options. Of course you're skeptical. Everything promises to give you all the answers you ever wanted that genetics couldn't give you. But when pros says custom, they actually mean it. It's no gimmick. Your formula couldn't exist without you. Every bottle of pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. I love that pros goes in-depth. I mean, they asked me my zip code to understand how the water in my area affects my hair. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love the results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash askaliza. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash askaliza for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash askaliza. But it is interesting because I've, you know, I remember as a kid, all the AAM chat rooms, like that was where weirdos went to like meet online. And then over the last 10 years, it's gone, like 
it was obviously there was a tipping point. It clearly wasn't overnight, but it went from ew online dating to like yeah, of course it's online dating. I don't have time. Like people will say to me, I like I'm embarrassed to say that we met the old fashioned way, and I'm like that's wild. You met in real life, and that's the old fashioned way. It's just nobody has time, and it is accessibility. Like you can meet people that you would never have the opportunity to meet otherwise. And I think a lot of girls' frustration. It's funny because I talk about that in my last stand up special, just about how we don't have those stories anymore. Like I met your grandpa at the show. At the yeah. show you know, because now it's like swiped. But we do. Of and course. I think so but but here's the thing that I I think that is one of one of those things that people always say is well I just want to meet somebody the old fashioned way or I, I want it to be the story in person. I mean yes, you meet online. You have that first interaction, but the first interaction truly is the first date. Yeah. And at, on that first date, this is what I was saying earlier, like your your quirks and those moments that make you you like those awkward stories of like meet cutes that turn into love, all of that takes place on the first date. It's mm-hmm. just a first introduction. And those first dates happen unless you're, like, sitting next to each other on an airplane. Those first dates happen because a friend set you up or whatever else. And it's those little moments that are, that are the memories that it's, it's just a tool that gets you there faster. It's like playing with fate, essentially. To look at it. It's just a tool. And really, it's your own merit that got mm-hmm. you there. They clicked on your profile because of what you built. And then, and also, like, the old-fashioned way, like, what, he stalked you at work until you said yes? Like, <laughs> oh, I, I, my best friend set me up on 12 shitty dates, and then I finally said okay because I and was tired. And settle in. Right. To life, yeah. So I, but it's interesting how the stigma is completely gone. Anonymous says. Anonymous. Some of them are anonymous. Okay. I'm a 23-year-old woman, and I'm looking for a relationship. Do you have any suggestions on how to find a meaningful relationship while using dating apps or any other general advice? on how to let a guy know you want a relationship. Let's answer that last part. I I let a guy know. Let him know. Just let him know. In in your um, badges, Anonymous, listen, at 23, God, at 23 is a tough age. It really is. And um, I think because that is the first age where you're getting out of college and you're feeling the pressure. You're, like, feeling that heat to be, like, I want to be a young mom or I want to be a young Mm -hmm. one. Like, be married young or whatever it is. And I think that if you are looking for a serious relationship and someone to be a partner, then use the badges and say it up front because there's, I think what we tend to do as women and men as well, it's like, oh, I'm not looking for anything serious. And you are. And then you're let down because your expectations were false and they weren't met. So if you can just be honest about it, then you're not going to waste your time with the people who aren't looking for the same thing. You're weeding out the people that you don't want. I talk about this all the time. You know, it's like we say it to be more likable. Like, I don't know if I want kids. It's like, you do. And if if you don't, Mm -hmm. that's okay. But I don't want marriage because it seems more attainable and more attractive. And it's like, it's normal to want that. It's abnormal that he wants to just keep sleeping with women until he's 80 Mm -hmm. and And, vilify you. But also... frustrating thing is it's so unfair that it's it's normal that or it's it's glorified that he's sleeping around right. till he's 40 and then a woman who's in her 30s and single there's something wrong with you i mean that that whole concept is absolute it just has to go out the window i also think it really comes down to how do you carry yourself you look at someone like selena meyer on veep who just like sleeps with people and has like no soul and you're like oh, i still love her that works or elizabeth taylor who had five divorces and then you have the friend that feels so bad for themselves and like one of these women i find empowered the other one carries herself like she's pathetic so it, like she and she allows herself to be shamed if you carry it with pride and you're like this is what i'm doing you teach people how to treat you and how to see you but i think 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think that if you're feeling shame on yourself, like I think that we all carry a message of shame in our lives that we're not enough and we're looking for somebody else to like validate our existence. And I think that if you're feeling shame for where you are, then it's a good moment to stop and like make sure that you're accepting yourself first. And it's mm-hmm. tough. That is like the hardest thing that we can do is to stop looking. It is a lot of work. So we look for other people to do it for us yeah. when you can do it yourself. And, and, and then I think that's where the confidence comes from. Absolutely. you don't need anybody else. You don't. And look, you're going to piss people off regardless <laughs> of what you do. But what will we'll Literally piss anything By you waking do. up. Yes. But what will bother women, and I think women are bothered most by women that don't have a sense of self, and everything is like, whatever my husband wants, my boyfriend, then women will hate you. So at least get the women on your side <laughs> and find a couple men who find strong women attractive. But have an opinion. Have it's an opinion. It's okay to have an opinion. It's even okay to one. like certain foods. It's like any, even a bad one. Like just, just like live, live for something, you know, yeah. or else you end up living somebody else's life, which a lot of times women do in marriages. You end up living the life that is like you end up living as a support to someone else. And that's great. I mean, there are so if many women. If that's what you want. If that's what you want, there are so many women out there who are, who have done that and have done a beautiful job of it and have created an entire life out of building a home and having kids and raising a family. Uh, but if that's not your truth, then just live the way that you want to live. We're in it an might age right now where it's okay that that's not your totally. that's not your truth. It might not be. And I've talked about this before. Like perfection looks different on everyone. Some girls' perfection is three kids, a perfect job, perfect husband. Perfection for me is not three kids, mm-hmm. and my job will never be perfect because it's just a self inflicted wound. Uh, always, <laughs> you should just always. <laughs> I ate three bags of popcorn for dinner the other night, put in my mouth guard, and I was like, I can't have sex. I don't feel well. And I went to bed. And he was still there in the morning. So you be yourself. Yes. We're also contractually obligated at this point because we signed some papers. I mean, you're talking to somebody who proves that you're not, you are contractually obligated, but it, yeah. but he still was there in the morning. He was still there. Just to show something because it's, the contracts are not always completely binding. Totally fair. <laughs> I'll, I'll see if this runs thin. Like, I'll see how long I can do three bags of popcorn a night before he's like, this, I can't do I think this it sounds thing. great. Three bags of popcorn and a bottle of wine. With truffle salt. Amazing. No wonder you ate three bags. I would have too. It's disgusting. It's addicting completely. And immediately after, I was like, my stomach hurts. Yes. I was like, because I ate like a a cow. And cereal. And cereal. I told Alex about my Kashi Goling Crunch experience, you guys. And she was like, it's a tough one. It is tough because you want to eat the whole box of cereal. And cereal really is way processed. It's way processed. (laughs) Speaking of poop, no. Um, (laughs) All right, who's next? Meech is cool. So I'm not the target market for Bumble. I'm a cisgendered gay male, and I'm a little on the hefty side. However, I'm a person who wants to believe in the hope that online dating gives us, and I'm on sites that would cater to my people a little bit better. The gays. The gays are my people. What do you think is most important when you're trying to attract someone with only your short bio, a few filtered to shit pictures, and hopefully a pleasant volley of messages that aren't a constant exchange of nudies? I think you kind of answered this at the beginning. Do you want to address Um, the whole thing about cisgendered gay male? Yes. First and foremost, I can say to you that Bumble has same-sex dating. We're actually available to all genders um, and and however you identify. And if you're a man looking for a man, you can definitely use Bumble. The only difference is that it's just 24 hours. Either person has to make the first move, so we're stopping ghosting. You're the way— Okay, so we're also working. Uh, we've we're working very closely with an app that that we have called Chappie, and it's a, a gay dating app, and for men. And you've touched a nerve for me personally because I 
I'm absolutely frustrated by basically what we do at Bumble. And, and part of our mission is not only ending misogyny, but it's challenging the status quo and the stereotyping that takes place for gay men in particular trying to, I think that when you come out, it's the most courageous thing that you can do. And then ever is to stand in your truth and say, this is who I am and, and celebrate that. And then if you don't feel welcome on platforms because you aren't thin enough or rich enough or handsome enough or whatever, like all of that to say is that like that chappy, we are trying to change that. And with that platform and, um, and on Bumble as well. And, and we really do, uh, live by the values of kindness and respect and equality. And I just want to tell you that you're going to find somebody that is, right for you. Um, but I, I, my like heart just goes out to you with that question. I just think that you are wonderful and, and the stereotyping that exists is so unfair. Um, and then I actually forgot the end of the question because I just got really passionate about that. That's okay. You you answered it in an earlier, in an earlier thing you were saying, but I will say I read this, uh, an interview you did with Business Insider and I was wondering that, you know, for same sex couples, because on Bumble, the girl makes the first move. So it's like, oh, if it's two lesbians, and my in my head, logically, I was like, oh, yeah, well, the butch one, that's the one that has to make— No. Has to, I, has to get the make, person, move made yeah. on. No, of course, it's every person. One of my favorite— It's not like a top-bottom thing. No, and one of my favorite things—favorite uh, stories, actually, that I've ever heard from Bumble was a woman who had been afraid to come out and, and finally was able to come out through Bumble hmm. and met— the love of her life and they're now getting married and they're just the most gorgeous couple and, and wonderful people. And I think that, you know, it it's absolutely optimal because really what Bumble is about is creating a safe, kind, respectful place for people so to meet. in the article, it was basically, it doesn't matter who, if it's a same-sex couple, there's 24 hours mm-hmm. and then the match goes away. So the onus and is And the other person has to reply within right. 24 hours. So if you're gay, this is not just for girls, you know, hitting on boys. If you're gay, this is there for you too. Completely there for you, too. And I think, you know, so much of of what we've talked about is is putting women in control because they've never really been in control Mm -hmm. in their relationships. But that doesn't doesn't mean that we're neglecting anybody with it. Anonymous, 24-year-old male living in Atlanta, Georgia, recently got out of a long-term relationship, six years, he wants us to know, and I've been focusing focusing on myself since the breakup. Excellent. I love that. 24. That's a great age. It's a hot age. <laughs> I have a pretty healthy social life, so meeting people isn't awkward or hard for me, but I am looking for something different. So far, I've gotten a few matches and very brief interactions. Any tips on how to get more matches more frequently? Please help. Okay, so I can help you with that. Uh, I would, A, there's like simple steps that you can do in broadening your distance and then um, broadening your age range. I always say to go a, like a year, like a, if say you're 28, 24. So say instead of just looking for 24-year-olds, I'd go from like 22 to, to 26 and, and that broadens your range. But I also think that um, if the conversations are running, like running stagnant, you know, like don't be afraid to follow up and ask another question and then don't be afraid to politely unmatch somebody. Um, if it's not going there, I think that so much of it is that, that waiting game. And, uh, a lot of it really is using, uh, for men, it's great to use, uh, our super swipe, which is where you can actually show somebody that you're really interested in getting to know them. And it's just like an extra compliment. And then we have Bumble Boost where you, it's a subscription-based model where you can extend a match or rematch with people and then um, see people who've already liked you. So that really does just increase your odds of meeting people on the platform. Use those tools. 
Court Couch Confidential. Hey, guys. So I've tried various dating apps, including Bumble. And the thing I run into that I'm most often, sorry, the thing I run into is that I'm most often nervous when we start talking. What's your advice for meeting interesting people safely in real life? Actually, I have some advice for this because we are— Thank God because I don't. (laughs) My advice, number one, is we have a feature on Bumble that's called photo verification, and you get a blue check mark, and it's where you follow prompts, and you have to do a selfie with a hand gesture back, and we have human moderators— To prove that it's you. Prove that it's you. So you get that blue check mark so you know you're meeting that person in real life. Secondly, even though that's there, any time that I go on a date through Bumble, I— I actually require a FaceTime date beforehand or a FaceTime conversation. I think, listen, like we're living in a day and age where also it's a waste of time if there's no like chemistry when you meet. And I think that FaceTime strangely is like an awkward enough interaction where you can see if the other person's going to be able to hang. So I've done things when I'm traveling where I'll say I'm not in town, but why don't we... Uh, have a glass of wine on FaceTime. And that way that you is have so cute. the opportunity to meet that and have so a first cute. date digitally. And that actually makes you feel safer to go into a second date. But don't be afraid to ask questions and almost screen, like, the conversation. So I've actually gone, like, as a Bumble user, I have been in conversations that like that that are so you get to know the person so well you feel like you've had a first date already and then by the time that you show up for mm-hmm. the date in real life you're hugging because you feel like you know each other regardless it's like a friendly thing and yeah. i i just would you don't need to go out with anybody ever if you don't feel safe and you don't feel comfortable. And so there are all of these steps that you can do to make sure that you do. And then I'd like to add, just because safety is is one of the most important things uh, to our team, is if you ever feel uncomfortable or anybody ever says anything or does anything that's rude or offensive, please block and report them. Um, our team will will take care of it and take appropriate action against it. But also, you're just helping out the next person. Yeah. So if you've had a bad interaction, like let us know because we want everybody to have a good experience. And so you're kind of doing, paying it forward uh, and helping the rest of the community stay safe as well. Yeah, think about how many times you've been like on a dating app and swipe and you're like, oh, I went out with that guy. He's a creep or I know that guy. Ugh. But like they're just, you've thrown back in the water mm-hmm. and it's like it's another girl's problem. I think that's fair as long as obviously, you know, because we then you get people that cry wolf. So obviously you guys take measures to make sure that that was yeah. a real offense, not just he said something rude. You know, like it has yes. to be because we don't want to. We don't want like a well, just situation the bottom, like that. The bottom line is just be kind and there's be just honest. No reason. Like, there's just no reason to hurt someone else's. Like that's I think part of dating and part of being an elder dater <laughs> yes. is that you should not like it's just so much easier to not stand in the way of someone else's happiness because it wasn't yours. That's the other thing, like getting angry. And I think both sides do this where it's like, oh, I really liked you. It's like, but I didn't like you and there was no blood exchanged here. So sorry. And not taking it so personally. Like it is personal. They didn't think, but then you don't want that person. If they don't see it, you don't, you have to keep that in mind that you don't want to fight for that. You shouldn't have to fight for anything. No. And I'm, I'm one of those people who will set other people up with somebody that I've dated because I think Me too. it's so fun. So like much. Dating is, we should all want to find help each other find Can I tell you something? Happiness. On my first date with my husband, I'm not going to say her name, he said to me because he's like, uh, his moral compass is so firmly implanted. He was like, I just want to let you know that you and I have a friend in common and I slept, this was our first date, within like three hours. We were already shit canned. And he was like, <laughs> I just want to let you know I slept with a mutual friend of ours and if this goes somewhere, I don't want that to be something that's a secret. 
And I go, who? And he said the friend. And I was like, great choice. I love her. <laughs> and then I was angry because at the same time, he and I were both single asking this friend, do you know anyone? And like it never occurred to her to put two people with blue eyes together so we could have a blue-eyed baby. Uh, <laughs> but I was— I said ex-boyfriends all the time. I don't subscribe to this. Like, he was mine, so no one else can have him. No. Like, peeing on your territory. Yes. You're welcome to all my ex-boyfriends. Most of them. Some of them were crazy people. All of mine, too. I think that, you know, if it didn't work for you, it doesn't mean that it's not someone else's cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) One woman's trash is another woman's treasure. I also don't believe in that. That's, it is what you're saying. Trash of people. Well, right. I mean, I just also think that we we like I hate that term like that we use where it's like, oh, you can take my sloppy seconds. Right. I think that that's just this is all the game of life, and it's one woman's tried on man suit didn't fit her. Perhaps it'll fit someone else. Amen. Man suit. We like that better. We like that. <laughs> Good. Julie S. Advertising and marketing student here. What would you say was the hardest thing? Well, I guess you did answer this, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. Go you can it. answer it however you want. What would you say was the hardest thing about establishing a brand like Bumble? Was the easiest thing about establishing that brand? How do you compete with the other dating apps? She wrote applications. And what was the most unexpected thing you've encountered in building the brand? Maybe answer that last part just because it's what you do, everyone. What was the most unexpected thing that we encountered in building the brand? So a, a couple things there. I think, you know, we came out with this that idea and concept like uh, empowering women and creating equality is baked into the DNA of our product. Right. This was pre two. This was pre me too and times up and um, the women's March. And I think that as the uh, social footprint of, of women's empowerment has grown, so is our responsibility. Um, so that was something that I, I am so grateful that we have that experience yeah. to be a part of, of helping change the gender dynamics and helping like challenge the status quo every single day. Um, that was not something I, I think what we set out to do, we honestly, at that time I was the, I don't know if I said this earlier, but there were four of us and I was the oldest at 27 no. and we just wanted to change dating. And I think in that we started to realize actually when, when we first, like the first media came out around Bumble, it was like feminist dating app. And at that time, feminism wasn't on, like it wasn't something that people were It wasn't were a word people say. were cool of. Yeah. No. And cool. we were, we thought that nobody would want to be a part of Bumble because of that. And we started doing our homework and research and we were like, hell yeah, we're feminists. Like this is, it it's just okay. means equality. That's all You guys were means. ahead of the curve. Yes. And so, and, and with that came a lot of this, a lot of responsibility and, you know, making sure that everybody feels like they, like they can be in a, men and women can right. feel, feel empowered on our platform and feel like they have a place to go where they're going to be safe and respected. Um, so that is, is something I think also what's been so fascinating to me is when we launched and since then, because I work at a dating app, I hear people's like some of the most intimate details of people's like lives you know their their personal relationships it's something that people are are kind of an open book about because they know that I'm in the dating space and so I've learned so much about relationships Hmm. through that and that has been uh, one of the greatest like privileges of being a part of this this company that's really cool I think with differentiating it as a brand we were just unabashed about like putting ourselves out there and having an opinion and doing something different and talking 
to women and talking to young women and having that voice. And I think that we took risks that none of us, like well, Whitney had experience because she'd, she'd been part of building an app before that, uh, before Bumble. But the three of us who were a part of it didn't. We didn't have a marketing rule book. Like there mm-hmm. were no guidelines that we were following. We were just doing anything that we could to yeah. get the brand out there. And so we weren't afraid to take risks because we didn't really see them as risks. Like I, I remember... There was a moment when we publicly banned a user who was inappropriate and went on a misogynistic rant against a woman. Right. And we— Was he a comedian? No. Oh, is this someone else? No, and his—we never released the guy's, like, personal information or last name or anything like that. We just used his first name. And we wrote this this piece and— it was something that no company had written a public letter to right. a user before, but we wanted our users to know that you can't treat each other like this on our platform. This is a no-go. You're going to get removed from the platform. It's kind it. of medieval. You, like, strung him up for everyone to see. Without actually showing his name. Of course. Yeah, but, yeah, like, but we, the idea. We used that idea as, as a concept to throw, like, to— to show that we stand for something and that we had a mission and that we had values that you had to, li- to live by. And the and the platform started, well, first off, what was crazy about that was we released it at, at like 7 p.m. on a Friday night, which is like you never put, no, don't publish. That's like the worst time that you could no ever publish like, anything. Yeah. And it was viral over the, it went viral wow. over the weekend. Um, and it became a moment where our platform started to police itself. And people knew how to treat each other based on like what Bumble stood for. You teach for. people how to treat you. And I think that's just it. it, it. It's like doing, not, not being afraid to have a voice that's different than the others. And because everybody is doing one thing in branding, like do the opposite. Mm-hmm. Don't do what everybody else is doing because then you just become like noise and a. Well, it's in fascinating because everything that you're saying, you're. I'm just listening to you, and I don't know you or anything like that. But everything that you're saying, you really are preaching what you practice in terms of the way that you tell people to brand themselves on their own apps. You're like, don't be like everyone else, and. Your company, it's a very refreshing to hear, like, the ethos of this feminist movement holds your company accountable. And you really do mm-hmm. make those efforts to uphold all the things that you say that you stand for. And Absolutely. everything that you're saying about your company, you I think your wish is for people to manifest that in their profiles. Completely. Be yourself. I mean, break those rules. Like, take some Living by this changed my entire life. So I think that— Wait, next question. That has to do with that? Okay. Dax is a name. What personal philosophies do you feel you've developed since joining Bumble? <laughs> well, first off, the the values and the mission were something that we all personally believed in. And so those are those have always been something that I've I've lived in. I feel much more convicted in them and I feel much more um I just like one of the very first slogans that that we did on a billboard was in New York City and we bought like one of our first billboards. I think it was our first billboard and it just said, it's cool to be kind. And that was like what we put out there as a message in the beginning. And I think that we've been able to kind of break down that like being mean to each other is the way that like, I I think we're hitting a a stride where it's not as, it's not as cool. It's It's not as tolerated. It's not not as as tolerated. And and that wouldn't be a personal mantra necessarily because I kind of have always uh, been a big believer. My mom, actually, interestingly enough, when I was growing up, if I didn't stop and say hi to everybody that I passed, like in the grocery store or whatever, my mom was like, you weren't very nice to that person. And so I learned very, and and when her reasoning behind it, which I always, I've always been moved by and I think had a lot to do with, with a lot of what I was writing in the beginning for Bumble is she said, you can be the only person in a day 
a week, a year who asks that, like someone how they are and actually listens. And I think that there's just so much loneliness in, in the world and being mm-hmm. able to combat it by just being kind is, is just be the kind. easiest thing you can do in a day. Yeah. Um, and then other things that I've learned, like it is okay to live your life the way that you want to, as long as you're not hurting anybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's been a major thing for me. And I've also like other life philosophies. I think that boundaries are the most like important act of self-love and self-care that you can give yourself. And I've learned that the hard way. Not just in in life, love, in but love, like in, in, in work, friendships. In everything, in friendships, everything. I think that what we so often go up against are mismanaged expectations. Ooh. And if, if you don't create this world of, of uh, like, the, basically, if you don't put the things in place that help you feel fulfilled, you're going to start to resent the people around you. I think that's something that I've sort of come to terms with as I've gotten a little bit older is just, like, setting those, teaching people how to treat you and setting those expectations mm-hmm. and, you know, setting up those boundaries so that people don't overstep then no one's feelings are hurt. And it is a minute-to-minute thing that you have to change and you have to manage it, but it's a self-care, healthy thing to do. And life is awkward. Anyway, like you run into just like when you're setting up those boundaries, like life can be hard. It's hard enough as it is. And if you can get through tough conversations, then you're you're like eons ahead because you you deal with them. You're going to, in life, as you put yourself out in the world, you're going to deal with tough conversations all day, every day. And if you can face them head on, um, I think that it's a lot easier to live with integrity. I think I completely agree with you. And I also think when you come to the table unarmed, you're like, I'm coming to this situation. If I have to talk to you about something from the, my aunt always says from the highest light, mm-hmm. then if the person's horrible back, you're like, look, I really did my best. Or people can sense when you're coming at them with an attitude. I hate passive aggressive stuff. I'd rather just be aggressive. But at I'd least rather, you know like, where you stand. All the lights on and be like, here's what's going on. Here's what's happening. Yeah. And people usually respect it. If you, you know, because you can tell, like, the person's not trying to hurt you. Or, like, I'm just trying to get this out on the table versus being cloaked. And I think as women, we're often taught to be cloaked. And I have one more side note Fine, Alex. on this, this conversation. I think that as a society and as humans, we need to give people the, the chance to grow and evolve. And I think that we... Uh, that is the only way that we're going to actually be able to move forward and create equality is for people who think like, huh, I didn't see things from that perspective before. I now recognize where I was wrong and I will act differently moving forward. And make forward it okay for them to say that. And allow people to be there. Because I, um, I think that we're in a place where people are scared um, to, to, to just, like, uh, people don't even know how to, to act. And we're in a place where people are getting really enlightened to it. And it's okay to change and grow. And we should be applauding people who are growing and changing. I completely agree. You have to forgive someone for a past transgression. You, they can be held accountable, but... I saw this meme. I'm such a girl. I'm like, I saw this meme. And it was like— I love memes. I live for a meme. (laughs) You are uh, not—you don't have to be—you are in no way responsible for being the person yesterday that you are today. Like you—meaning like you're not uh, held to being that person. With the internet, you are. With the internet, because people do that gotcha-ism thing. Before we did this interview, I was like, just so you know, I'm not trying to get you. Like I'm not trying to get a soundbite out of you that will screw you later. Everything we do is like, well, you had that one— mean tweet and it's like okay but I haven't since I don't think that now I'm so sorry can we move on and I think that happens in relationships too I think that we have to be open and willing to evolve mm-hmm. in our in our relationships and watch the person that you you're with evolve and encourage and celebrate that growth instead of being like well <laughs> the person who I married is or the person who I started dating doesn't like 
I don't know, folk music. And now they're like super into folk music. Like just like that's a really basic uh, shallow example. It's really but, yeah. innocuous, but you yeah, won't offend but, anyone. But still, exactly. But still like giving people the opportunity to evolve in every aspect of their life and, and be along for that is how you have healthy relationships. With your friends too. Just mm-hmm. letting people, and without jealousy, Explore. I think sometimes we see someone, they're starting to do X, Y, and Z and Part of us, we have that worm mentality where worms always mm-hmm. pull each other down from the light. Tall poppy is what they call it. And what's in, it called? It's called in Australia. It's called tall poppy syndrome. When somebody starts to oh, like grow poppies. and it. It, and find success, we cut them. They they cut them down. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good to know. It's not just American women. No. Good to know. It's, it's throughout the world. All right. Well, it's time for top of the cob. Don't point at me, Emily. I'm doing it. Hit the song. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. Would you like to go first? Would you like to kick us off with your top of the cob? Top of the cob. Uh, I well immediately thought of of your dog Blanche's just undying love when I first walked in. Uh, it was amazing. I would have said that I've just started the process of freezing my eggs. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very grateful to be able to have really that into this. experience. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's the top of the cob for me. And I have started in the past six months, really gotten into meditation. And that has been something that for me is game changing. How many minutes a day do you meditate? I, I don't, I actually like 10. 10? Yeah. Do I app? don't, I use multiple apps. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I'll do it by myself. Sometimes I'll just listen to chants and I find that it is the most grounding way to, to center. If you're feeling like the, like everything is in anything is chaotic in any part of your life, it kind of helps make better decisions and be clear headed. So that's the top of the cob. You clearly me. didn't do it before you went on this podcast because this was a bad decision. <laughs> You're like, I didn't get a chance to meditate. Do you meditate? I did meditate all throughout the, the day. All throughout the, in the yeah. car. Yeah. Uh, Heidi Klum does that. Like, she's like super into it. She can well, meditate. Well, me and Heidi Klum. I mean, obviously. <laughs> me too. Me too, guys. I'm best friends too. I uh, don't do it every day. I'm not like a, I would be lying if I were like, I'm some sort of guru. I'm far from that and far from a like a loyalist in any way to like, a practice, but I am But you're I'm an enthusiast. Learning. I'm an enthusiast, exactly. Mine is a lot less grounded. Mine is much more <laughs> superficial. Uh, I folded, I had someone came over, not someone, a friend, my friend Bonnie came over and folded all my clothes in my closet and organized it in a way that now when I walk into my closet, it feels like everything's brand new. I love that. And I'm like wearing outfits instead of just like throwing on sweatpants. You're like grabbing different things. Yes. Shopping your closet. Yeah, shopping in my closet, things that I never would have done. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's tough because I've outgrown some of my jeans, but like I kept them and she was like, throw out the jeans that don't fit. And I was like, they'll fit one day, which is a lie. Uh, but it feels really nice to like have access to clothing and feel like a person. This out is a put together outfit, even though it looks like I'm going to the gym. I actually walked in and saw your outfit, and I was like, "Damn, she looks cool." Thank you. Yes, feeling is mutual. Bottom of the cob. Do you want to go first? Sure. Unsolicited dick pics. Yeah. Bottom of my cob. <laughs> Scott, Excuse my French. Bottom of Scott's cob too. Why? Yeah, it bums everybody. Out. It's a bummer. It's I just think bummer. you know, there's so many other ways to get attention and to to feel excited and. I think that it is, if, if nobody is asking for it, it's, you know, we are trying to fight to criminalize it right now. Um, That's a great images idea. Online. And I think that it, it, it is just as invasive and offensive as if you were walking down the street oh. in a trench coat and flashing, flashing somebody. Don't do it. It's not going to get you a date. It's not going to get you the right date. Who's the woman it worked on? I want to know where she lives. <laughs> Can we get her on? Like, I would who love to talk to the woman who who that happened. She's like, all right, I'm in. On second it's, thought. I don't think it's ever happened. I don't think so either. She's a myth. And yet, 
this behavior has not died out. It has evolved from the flasher to the dick pic. I think we see dick pics less as the internet takes measures to blur these things. We have a, uh, on Bumble, we're launching the private detector, which will be able to notify you if our AI detects that there might be a lewd image. But also, uh, since the beginning, photos have been watermarked with people's faces and names. So if you take a screenshot of that we're gonna dick know. pic, we're going to know who you are. It holds people accountable, and it gets rid of the creeps. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's the worst. Uh, Instagram, not to mention another app, but Instagram has—it uh, blurs the image mm-hmm. to let you know. But I— get like I just love like opening my things and like sometimes I'll be like I think it's a dick but what if it's something amazing oh it's a dick and it's a dick <laughs> I always tap. I'm like oh it wasn't just a giant hot dog nice. it's, a dick. it's so strange anyway it just is that's a that's definitely a bottom of the cover for me definitely. and the other was a see-through dress but but we already knew about that we already knew about that the bot- also I want to say something about the dick pic you know I I get like some guys are like yeah it's funny I upset her it's beyond upsetting it's horrific to see and it's, it's not funny it, Nothing about it is funny. If you think that's funny, you need to brush up on your sense of humor and like, come up with some better jokes. You don't deserve no. a woman. It's also, it's like a, I think there's a rush that comes along with mm-hmm. it that is actually, I, I would say, there's something mentally unsound about it. Yeah. Not to, I mean, that's not no, no. coming from any any background of like, medical experience, but, but needing to send that for some no, sort of a thrill, right. you need... You, you need, need help. help. <laughs> you need help. You're a bad—I'll take it a step further because you won't because your PR person is here. You need help. You're a bad person. No one will ever love you. There, I said it. She's, like, so quiet. She's like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> You're a bad person. I, listen, I, say it, please. Unless I love it. they say, I'm sorry, and they don't do it again, I'll give you the, per- the permission and space to evolve. And it, listen, if you send a dick pic and you're listening to this podcast and you realize, wow, I should never do that there again, you go. I understand it, more power to you. Then Alex wants to know you. Send in your profile. Like, you laugh when you, and then you get nice. quiet. And I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, of course, there's a chance to. Yeah, because there are. I think there are guys that don't realize that they have creepo behavior. And then you say something, you're like, you but know. That's it. There, there's that education that just needs to take place. And you know what? The internet, I always call it it's the cheesiest thing in the world, but I always call it the wild, wild web because there weren't any <laughs> rules to it. It's true. It, there were none. And people don't know how to act. And it's immediately like this chance for porn or We didn't know how to monetize Nobody, YouTube for no, like 10 years. No. And so I think that, you know, as we're building guidelines and, and infrastructure and reminding people about how to be like kind to humanity online, yeah. you know, it all it takes is a simple shift in your perspective and, and do something different moving forward. Nobody wants to see your dick. No. My bottom of the cob at keeping this tradition of not being morally uh, subscribing to anything groundbreaking. Um, It's champagne. I don't like it. And I know I'm supposed to love it. I know girls love champagne. I never want to drink it. It's too sugary. I think champagne's overrated. You hear me, France? Red wine makes my face turn bright red. So yeah. I'm not a big red wine drinker. I'm Champagne I, always gives me a headache, too. I get it. I feel it. So what do you drink to celebrate? It's fun because it's sparkly. Yeah. But I don't want to drink it. I love, I'm a tequila person. Love tequila. Always. Tequila, reposado. Tequila is also a party. Like, tequila is a party drink. It's always. It's yeah. The, it's the drink that you just always feel good. It's clean. It's also like it. the drink where— Saki's fun. Saki's fun? Mm-hmm. Saki's a great one for celebrating. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's what it'll be. Yeah. No more champagne. Uh, Alex, thank you so much thank for you. coming on. And you guys, if you want to follow her, she's at Williamson. How you got that handle, <laughs> I don't know, on Instagram. Her Twitter is private. It's her life. It's her business. Don't even try. 
And of course, if you're out there, you're looking for a friend in a new city or in general, you're looking for love, you're looking for a fun time with a new person. Business connection. Business connection. Check out Bumble. You will find less dick pics sent to you on Bumble than any other platform. <laughs> and that's and, a promise. And if you ever get one, report it. Report and we will take care of it. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the pod. Thank you for having me. Of course. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate.